The other you might not, but you'll find out more soon. Hello everybody, good evening and welcome back. Yes, the touring car grid after months of speculation has finally taken shape. All the spaces are filled, a little bit of politics along the way, but we know who is as it stands, lining up on the grid for the 2021 campaign. Sam, how are you? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Excited to find out that we now have a full BTCC grid for the campaign ahead, uh, subject to any possible late changes. Um, and we've also had a little calendar adjustment to try and get the, the most amount of fans at tracks as possible, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think there will probably be some restrictions on that, but as many fans as we can get is better than none absolutely agree uh, the touring cars needs its fans so hopefully we'll be able to get some form of people to uh, the tracks as the year goes on uh, we have got a full complement for the season uh, we have now got the full list of drivers out so let's go straight into perhaps the, the biggest story of the off season and, and team dynamics yeah team dynamics have been uh, we thought they were the, the, the ones that were all set going into the the off season and we thought right Camish will be there and he'll probably line up with Matt Neal unless Matt Neal wants to take the year off and then we'll probably see someone like Shedden step in. We we weren't expecting the, the bombshell that came out a couple of weeks ago to find out that Shedden would be replacing Camish um, and they finally come up with their final driver being Dan Rowbottom. Now Dan Rowbottom is not new to the championship he was there or he's meant to be there last season, but due to uh, financial difficulties, uh, Cataclean weren't able to support him, so he, he took a year out. But before that, he was in the Sicily Mercedes alongside Adam Morgan. Yeah, it wasn't the most memorable of uh, debut campaigns, I think it's fair to say. Although, with the caveat, it was in a car that was very ageing, and how Adam yep. Morgan played a, played a tune on it, I'm not still too sure about to this day. Um but yeah, this was a, a slight surprise, though I think I did call this a couple of weeks ago that Neil wouldn't be racing and it would be uh, row bottom once we found out Carriage wasn't going to be there. Um, so I'm quite smug. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Um, we, we kind of sort of like speculated that it could be Hamilton bringing that extra sponsorship, but it is actually Dan with the Cataclean sponsorship that, that will be boosting the team that as you say has been through the the political mill shall we say in the touring cars um it's it's been announced now that they've lost their honda backing um and the the two have parted ways for the upcoming season we still believe that they will be running the uh, fk8 honda civics um but whether that will be only for this season and then looking into the hybrid area whether they want to change it up or whether they'll be looking to bring a different manufacturer to the team it will be interesting to see how that develops I think that's more likely they'll try and bring a different manufacturer to the team um, because obviously Dynamics is such a you know a, a big team and such a uh, BTC mainstay that I think they'll look to get some manufacturer back and particularly going into the hybrid era and it's a, a team that would be 
it would be uh, desirable to a manufacturer, I think. Most certainly. Um, it it'd be interesting to see what route they would like to take and whether they stick with what they've known for so long in front-wheel drive or whether they move to a rear-wheel drive outfit which seems to be the one that's becoming more dominant in the sport. Now I wonder whether it's going to be really difficult for them going into the hybrid era not being able to understand the car that they're already running and then changing up the platform that's underneath it as well. Although with the two drivers that they've potentially taken over, that would be a challenge I'm sure they'd be happy to take on board, uh, particularly Gordon Shedden. Um, but yeah, I think you know, this year all of the politics etc. came far too late for them to put any form of deal together to do anything other than the Hondas. Um, so that's kind yeah. of, I think, thereby partly choice, but also by the fact that it was too late to do anything else. You know, It was Honda or nothing. Um, so they're going to run those for this season I should imagine and then I think next year we might see them in something like a Mercedes or a Audi or perhaps uh, perhaps a well not a Porsche perhaps a Volkswagen maybe yeah it would be interesting um and with Dan Robottom bringing the the Cataclean sponsorship uh, it, it seems very obvious now that they've lost the UASA backing um which has been a mainstay of theirs for the last what eight years maybe yeah, eight, eight, possibly longer. Yeah, possibly longer. Um, so it'll be interesting, one, to see how the car's going to look, because obviously they've still got the Halfords back in, that, that black and orange that we've all known T-Dynamics and Halfords to run for so long now. They bought in that UASA sponsorship where they went to the red and white for a few seasons. I think that's ten years ago now, because didn't they run a special one-off livery for the 10-year anniversary of UASA this year over the races. Yes, at Thruxton, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I think it's 10 years. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you mid-flow. That, that's all right. Um, and, and we know that the, the Cataclean car that Rowbottom ran at Mercedes was white and black, and, and Cataclean's colours uh, go along those lines with the yep. green and blue for the logo as well. It, it could be quite a mixed-up car. Um, I really hope that it's going to be a good-looking livery, though. Um, because I think it's going to have a few to compete with on the grid this season. I think a lot depends on whether Gordon Shedden is bringing a title sponsor with him. Um, yeah. Are we going to see Team, Dynam- Team Dynamics with X and Team Dynamics with Cataclean, or are we going to see Team Dynamics X with Cataclean Racing, etc.? Are we going to get a really long name, or are we going to have effectively two divisions, do you think? Well, it looks very much that Team Dynamics have set up a partnership with obviously they've got Halfords on board already and Cataclean is coming in for multiple yep. seasons which is what has been announced um, and they have they've said in, in these uncertain times it's great to get a multi-year deal because they can continue and develop and make a name for themselves within the BTC like Halfords did when they first came in like UASA did when they first came in so I'm wondering with this multi-year deal that they're, they're looking more long term and does that also mean that Robottom's got a multi-year deal at the team? Well, if Cataclean do, you kind of imagine that Robottom must do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's kind of odd, although obviously we don't know the full story, that they couldn't do the one-off car for Robottom last year due to mm. you know issues, but are, are able to join up with one of the biggest teams on the grid this season. I know things change in a year, etc., etc., but that's quite interesting, I think. 
I, I think you have to argue on that point that it's the fact that they can almost guarantee now that there will will be fans at races um, for the majority of the season and that is a big economic revenue for them. But what if there isn't? That's the hell of a gamble to take. I mean, we're not... Yeah. I, I, there's but still they're also some... going to be on a car that is probably going to be at the front of the grid. There is that, although Matt Neal was the... Uh, the, yeah, to, to to disprove the rule a little bit, wasn't he, last season? Yeah. He's not been at the yeah. front for a couple of times now. Um, talking of Matt Neal, he then, with uh, the introduction of Robottom and Shedden, he bows out of the Dynamics lineup. Um <sighs> This is the first time since 1990 he's not been on the entry list. I saw that stat earlier and I'm like, that's a long time. Well, I'll give you some more stats, as, you, as we like stats. Uh, seven over 700 race starts, 63 wins, 193 podiums, 17 poles, led more than a thousand laps, and has scored 4,800 points, whilst taking three titles, of course, along the way. That's that's amazing for a driver to have that quality and longevity within such a competitive sport. Yes, I know that he in more recent times his his dad has owned the team and he's had that support always be there and he hasn't really been a driver at risk to lose a seat because of that but he's always performed on a consistent basis as well apart from that year he betrayed everybody and went race for Vauxhall for a season or two but but yes I, I take the point <laughs> yeah. I think what his remark was that you know he is a driver that has been at the front of the grid for so long I mean he's not been sort of dipping in and out arguably okay the last two seasons maybe but you know he he has picked up podiums in those two seasons, but you know, he's been at the forefront of the touring cars for years. I think it is a shame he's stepping aside, but I think it's I do think it's time. I think last season he wasn't as on it as he'd like to be and that fired a pattern from the season before. Everyone likes to sort of wax lyrical about the JP rivalry. That died years ago. That's that's been and it was great it was great at the time, but that was two thousand and five to two thousand and ten kind of era possibly into 2012 but not much later than that so I know we like to fantasize about those uh, that great era of touring cars but there's a new era we've now got Turkington Sutton's going to be a rivalry for well I I can't see how that's not going to be a rivalry for the foreseeable future both have excellent machinery underneath them both are excellent drivers and then we've got the other sort of the changing of the guard in the midst as well of your Ingrams your Hills you know coming your Butchers coming through to say Neil's been left behind is a little too simplistic, but he's almost like Jose Mourinho in a way, isn't he? He was great in 2004 with that Porto team and with with the Integra the first time round. But as as footballers adapted and brought in these, you know, the Ingrams, aka the Klops, and the Guardiola to like the Suttons, you know, there's still a place for Matt, but it's not quite at the forefront anymore. He yeah, might win the League Cup now and then. And, and don't forget, Halford's uh, dynamics are bringing back in a three-time champion of the of the touring cars in Shedden. So it, it's not exactly like they're um, losing quality, is it? No, I completely agree. Uh, one last question to you before we uh, move on to what's happened to Camish and all of this. Do you think that if they got the three cars like they were going going for, Matt would have been a driver and Robottom or Shedden wouldn't be there? Or do you think it would have been Camish, Shedden and Robottom with Neil taking this backseat role? I think the latter, personally, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. 
looking at how things have panned out now, yes, I think the latter as well. I think Robottom would have been in his his separate little yeah. separate car, like Jelly is with Team BMW, and he would have run effectively his own entity. Although I think Catacly might have been across all cars. Yeah, but it would have been a title potential title sponsor of Jelly uh, with um, Robottom, sorry, and then had a little sticker on the other two mm. cars, yeah, across the rear wing or something. Yeah, yeah I think. I think Matt's made the decision a, a while ago, actually. I even think the decision was made in that Drive Tribe video um, with him and Plato. I actually think he'd already decided then he wasn't coming back. Um, and I think Plato probably knew it as well when you go back and look at some of the body language in that video. Well, I, I wonder whether the decision was made when Shedding came back to, at the start of last season when Matt had that big accident. Yeah. And um, he, he wasn't really the same. It took him a little while to recover from it. And he he didn't get back to his best really. Uh, and also, I think he he knew net he knew then that his time was up. There's also the the, the probability that he wants to have a more hands-on approach in his son's um, you know driving career so. now. You know, and it's difficult to do that if you are competing in the British touring cars. You know, because they often happen at the same weekend or you're busy with the touring car commitments. So I reckon that's probably a part of it as well. Is that he wants to be able to be a bit more hands-on with with his son's career. Well, he said in the statement regarding the robot and news that he's he's there to mentor the drivers on and off the track this year, um, yeah. and he's still ambassador for the brands that the team are having on their car. And I wonder whether taking a more ambassadorial role and and being the front of the team is gradually setting him up to become the manager of the team and for his dad to step back. Almost definitely, I'd I'd say. Um, yeah. Okay, so that means, as we know, Carriage is out the door, but Carriage is not off the package. No, um, as we kind of all thought, <laughs> there, there was one point where we thought, oh, is he going to PMR? But that didn't happen. <laughs> We've already talked about that. Um, but he is going back to create, hopefully, an excellent rivalry in the Porsches and the Carrera GB Cup. With, um, I always get his name wrong, Harry King. Is that right? Yeah, Harry King. Yeah, Harry King. Um, and I think those two drivers next season, solely those two drivers, will make the Porsches something that I want to watch every race of. I think that every race will be won by one of those two. Yes, so do I. Um, Unless there's like big accident. Yeah, but there won't be because those two are normal. Will be so far out unless they take each other off. But I think those two are going to be absolutely by far and away the best on the grid. And yes, I'm minded. I'll probably want to watch Porsche a little bit more for Camish. Um, it's it's disappointing, I think, because you know it, he is too good in a sense for Porsches. You know, he he belongs at the top table of the touring cars. But equally, I think he's got to be happy. He's got to drive. He's on the touring car package. He's going to be. In and around the paddock, he'll still be there, as it were. People aren't going to forget him that quickly. Um, so I think that hopefully we'll see him back in the touring cars maybe next year. Yeah, something that I assume came together quite quickly as well. He's going back to his old team in the Porsches at Redline Racing, um, which have been a team to support people challenging for the title for the God knows how many years. I think Tim Harvey was even with them when he was winning Porsche titles. That's how far back they go. So it's a quality team that he's going into. And as you say, he, he's keeping his eye in with the racing. 
and he's also keeping on the package to um, just keep his foot in the door of where he, he wants to be and where he should be. I would have liked to have seen him go to a different discipline just because we know he's done the Porsches but obviously there's the risk involved and it's not that easy and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of talking in an ideal world. I would have preferred to see him go down to the Genettas I think um, but just because I think that that would be a really interesting dynamic if you're pardon the slight pun um, that he him and a Genetta could absolutely dominate but mm. as I say that that is you know I understand that it's much easier to go back to a team you're affiliated with at short notice and it is to start a brand new discipline you know days yes. you know 50 days before the, the season begins so yeah very much so um well that's not the only driver to finally be announced on the grid uh, in Damro Bottom. We also have the final driver at Team Hard and this one uh, we we kind of knew but we were sort of like going well why haven't they announced it yet. Um, Nick Hamilton had signed his BTC contract it felt like back in January last year for this year um, and he was like waiting to announce it, waited to announce it and it fa- finally came at the start of this week that he would still again be at Team Hard um, and bring well, that rocket sponsorship. Well, the announcement didn't actually come till this morning, but it came earlier in the week in the sense that the rest yes, of the group was announced. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, this, this is this is an odd one in many ways. Not not that he's there. It's an odd one insofar as I don't know on what grounds they waited so long to announce no. him. The only thing being that his livery is slightly different to the main car livery. Well, very different to the main car livery. But you'd have thought that could have been announced at a later date. I don't understand why we've had this Nick Hamilton merry-go-round about where he might be uh, from actually back at back at hard. I say he's not going to be their leading driver. I think that's going to be very much Jack Goff. Um, I just don't quite know this was such a delayed announcement. But we know he is back and we look forward to see what he can do in, in the Cooper. This is going to be his the best machinery he's had underneath him, I think. Yep, definitely. Um, so, <sighs> there... He needs to he needs to impress this year, I think. Yeah, he certainly does. I th- I think it's going to be very much uh, worked out from how the other drivers in the team do as well. Um, so with two, well, sort of like one and a half new drivers coming in in Taylor Smith and and Geddy, uh, he's got to base himself off of those guys and see how close he can get to them. Um, and if he can be with them and competitive, then brilliant and and he could push on from that and, and look up to possibly Jack Goff's level but I think it'll be an interesting season to see how he adapts to the new car yeah he's on a and a on his Instagram tonight and he's you know that's one of the points he's made that is a new car so there's going to be a, a little bit of a learning curve but his aim for the season in his words is a top 10 which um, mm-hmm. is yeah good to have the ambition um, the way touring cars goes you know you can't rule anything out like that I think that in many ways, it might be. I don't know. It's odd in some ways that they're bringing a new car. Any team's bringing a new car so close to the, the rule change. Um, yeah, so there's got to be a lot of development done quite quickly on it to find out its sweet spots, its pros and its cons, etc. I think. Well, I don't know. Top ten? Who knows? So the way the way touring cars works, mm-hmm. don't rule it out. Yep, yeah, it, it could certainly happen. Um, and with the announcement that he was back on the grid he also released the livery that he would be running for his car obviously he's he's signed a multi-year deal i believe with rocket with rocket and 
it's different to last year's certainly um, we've moved away from the the red and black to a white and black this year and I think the livery on the car for me it doesn't show off the best bits of that Cupra that's just was, my opinion though yeah as I disagree with you I think this is an even stronger livery than last year's livery which was one of my favourites I think this has got a real simplicity to it it reminds me of Ash Sutton's one-off livery for Snetterton in the Lavorg. I yep. quite like you don't like busy liveries and I'm a bit more of a fan of busy liveries to a degree um, but you quite like a simple design but I think this is perfect I think this is a real sleek simple two-tone you know style that really suits the car really draws the eye in and I think it's going to be very different to anything else on the grid I, I think one mistake in many ways that touring car liveries make is they always go for colour. They have to be colourful mm. and eye-catching. Whereas I think this is eye-catching in a different way, in a yep. much more bold and striking way, rather than let's have Matt Jackson's Ford with that stupid balloons all over it with the rainbow, or Plato's NASCAR MG. You know, it's. I quite like this as a, as a more simple design. Uh, I, I, something I've noticed since they released the the team hard livery for the Cupra quite possibly and the livery that Nick will be running is the back end of the Cupra looks very much like the back end of the Giulietta yeah there is a bit of a similarity to it um, there's also a few in my mind there's a few similarities to the uh, Civic as well um, mm. particularly at the front I think there's a little bit of a a Civic going on at the front. I think it's the perfect race shape or shape, sorry, for racing. I think it really. Oh yes, certainly. It looks like a race car. Um, no, obviously, knowing knowing how quick the Corolla has been in that similar shape, and also the new Focus, I I certainly think it could be the way to go. I agree. It's got a Corolla. You're right. It's got a Corolla style profile to it, and I think that. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen how good that car is, um, and I think that this. Obviously, they've got to get the development right, and you know, running four cars is always going to have its challenges. But I think we'll see a win at some point in that. I think it will be Goff who takes it on a reverse grid race, but I think we might see a win in it this season. Early call, I know. I was going to say it'd be lovely to see um, Goff up there challenging for the top ten in the championship in that car as well. I don't think that's impossible. I mean, Goff is a good enough racer. It's just going to be how mm. good is that car at the box. But we've seen over the last couple of seasons with the Ford and with the Corolla that out-of-the-box cars can be very, very good in the right hands. Yep, certainly. Um, a few other bits uh, just to tie up is that BMW have also released their livery for the season. Uh, not too much of a change from last year's. Uh, the, the blue and red lines are in different places, but they're sticking with the black this year. Yeah, I quite like the um, the design of the BMW. It's It's almost m more m like more m motorsport on brand of the yeah. rather than the the paintball effect of last year of these sleeker lines and the sleeker sort of you know the three colors in sleek line motions rather than paintball to cross the front end of the car um i think looks very smart indeed slightly surprised they haven't gone for the new model but again with the rules changing stick with what you know and go for the new model next year with the split nose um but yeah i think it's a very smart very sleek model and um i'm looking forward to seeing that at the front end of the grid i, I was quite surprised to see that uh, apart from the sponsors there's no real difference between the the two that oliphant and turkington will be running and the one that jelly will be running um i, I thought we no. would see more metaclad sponsorship down down his um but it appears that 
the sponsor changes are any different on the bonnet from what I've seen. Is it going to be a separate team, or do you think they've got dispensation to run all three under the same banner? I mean... I very much doubt it. If Team Dynamics weren't out able to get their third car on the grid, I very much doubt that they'll be able to run all three as a team. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past the politics of anything, uh, particularly motorsport. So I am looking forward to seeing if he is a separate entity to BMW. But but yeah, the livery is very smart indeed. And I'm slightly surprised they didn't go back to white. It seems to alternate white and black. But they did do a couple of years white before. So, you know... Mm. Um, I still think they've missed a trick in not having one in blue, one in light blue, and one in red. I, I'm going to keep banging the drum for different liveries on the same team car. I don't see why we don't see more of that. I, I wonder if there's any regulation about it, because I know there is in Formula 1 that between the two teammates you have to run an almost identical livery. I don't think there is, because I think we have seen over the years that the same teams have run different sponsors on the car and therefore that's made it different but okay the colour might not be different I suppose yeah, yeah we'll have to look at that it'll be up. interesting uh, the, the other BMWs that have been testing at Sicily they look as if they're going to be silver yeah um, silver and very, black very much similar to last year's but with obviously without that red and possibly more black uh, it could be a really sleek design although I'm not quite sure on the gradient difference between the two I think the main look. The main question will be who the main sponsor is. Um, yes. And whether that will bear into what colour it goes. Because as far as I'm aware, the main sponsor hasn't been announced. We know it's Sicily Motorsport, but one would assume there's a, a Mag Tools or a Gallagher or something along the lines. I believe they're probably sticking with Carlube. Well, yeah, yeah, I forgot about Carlube, actually. Yeah, um, which is where that, that silver comes into it. Um, so I I think it will will stay the same, well very similar to what it was last season, but I without the red. I hated last year. That was easily the weakest livery on the grid for me last year. Yeah, I know. Um, just just one little update on Team Dynamics. Finally, is that because they've lost their Honda backing, they are now an independent entry, and we do only have two manufacturers or two constructor entries, which is what I theorised last week, unfortunately. So that is going to be Toyota, uh, Gazoo Toy- Racing. Toyota and BMW. That's a shame, isn't it? I mean, we need to see manufacturers in this sport. I think hopefully we, we might see a shift in the new era. I, I'm hoping Sayat come on board as a manufacturer in the new era um, with Team Hard. E- even if some of the independent entries jump up in that new era with the Cupra, with the Hyundai, and possibly if... A team does bring Honda back on board, although I don't think they will, looking at what Honda are doing with their motorsport programs across across different disciplines. Um, we could also see Vauxhall with their Astra move up into a manufacturer entry again. Yeah, one assumes there'll be a new Astra next year as well. Yep. Um, because, again, you know, I can understand why teams aren't going all out to replace machinery for this year when it's going to be the last season of being able to run a certain configuration. Um I so I know that some teams have had to, had to do it. I hard could not run another season with four uh, Volkswagens. It just wouldn't be worthwhile turning up. Um, and I think the same can be said for uh, Sicily. And also, if you get offered two BMWs, you don't turn it down. <laughs> you know, it's as simple as that. No. no. Um, be- with with Robottom joining Dynamics, does this now make him favourite for Jack Sears? Because he's eligible. <sighs> oh, that's a. It, well, on paper, it must do, mustn't it? And, and well. 
Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> Sorry to throw that one at you. Yeah, because you've also got on the flip side of that, you've got Osborne in a focus, which is as good as the Civic, if not better, on the recent... Um, on paper. I'm not talking about drivers now. I'm talking on performance over the last year or so. Yeah. You've got Smell at Corolla, who's... Yeah. We know how stonking quick that car is. And you've got Buto and Parfit Jr. in the Hyundai, which could develop quite nicely with Ingram in that that team lineup. And then you've got Edwards in the BTC Racing Civic. Yep. And Bordley in the Q50 that won the championship last year. Crikey, pick a winner out of that. Um, that, should, that should be a good championship to uh, look forward to this year. And I, I hope it gets the coverage that it deserves. Well, we will do a Jack Sears preview pod nearer to the yes. uh, start of the season. Because you're right, it is a it is a championship that gets woefully overlooked, unfortunately. And I understand that there is time constraints and we've got about 90 races to fit into it a Sunday afternoon and there's interviews and there's 450 adverts that need to be played and we need to know all about how to save money on our life insurance for when we die and we get a free pen for inquiring, all that kind of stuff. But it would be great to see more coverage for the Jack Sears Trophy because I, I don't think a lot of people understand how it works either. So I think no. we, we will do a pod explaining how it works and looking at the Jack Sears Trophy uh, ahead of the season. Um, and then we could have the fun betting game and then laugh at each other for being completely wrong at the end of the season. Tom Chilton, anybody? <laughs> oh, well. Have you got any final thoughts to uh, bring our listeners up to date with this week? No final thoughts. I think that, you know... It's sad that Neil's off the grid. I don't think it's much longer until Plato's off the grid. And then that's an era gone. Mm. The only sort of bastion still running is Turkington, arguably Chilton. But I don't think Chilton's much longer for the sport. And Turkington, neither. There'll come a point where we will be into a completely, completely new age. Um, but yeah, Okay, ooh. you're making me feel old now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I used to, yeah, I used to draw the old Integra when I was younger and what have you but but all things have to change you know, change is the only constant and you know Matt has been an excellent servant to the sport I'm more worried about the longevity of of the sport with all the you know, manufacturers pulling out and all the money issues we need to have a really good season this yeah. year and get fans back because this is a sport that needs to, to keep going because it is you know it's utterly sublime yeah definitely uh, well thank you for listening once again um, and we'll be back with you soon enough uh, to bring you possibly a few more updates uh, maybe some livery releases over the next couple of weeks we would like to hope um, and keep an eye on our social media and our website as we've been putting up driver profiles leading up to the new season but been putting up three a week at the moment to try and get them all in and now we've got all the drivers on the grid we will be able to complete that for you closer to the start of the season we will be looking to do obviously preview pods um, whether that is on specific like we mentioned with the Jacksons and the, the championship as a whole uh, we hope you all stay safe and well um, and it won't be long now till we'll be getting to to Thruxton in May yep absolutely until next time take care goodbye remember to subscribe follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates you can also find us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP British Touring Car Podcast and you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com 